0: Coming up on today's episode of Sports Talk from the crib. we have the latest for you in the NBA free agency, period. Who are the number key names, switching teams, and getting paid? I'm also going to give you my winners so far in free agency. And are the Lakers really rewinding back time with their latest moves? Also, Indy fans, Wentz and Nelson, both out. It's your season already over. Let's go. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host Tanner Christian. I hope everybody is enjoying their day and ready for some NBA talk here. Basketball free agency period took off. We're just hopping right into it today. The first topic, like talk about getting paid, money being thrown around here in NBA free agency. First few days of it, we've seen some huge deals. We've seen some. Supermax extensions given out like a Steph Curry getting over 200 mil. Trey Young's getting over 200 mil. Jimmy Butler's getting his 184 million. Woo. Extensions in the NBA. These Supermax deals are kind of crazy. And, uh, but it's a way for teams to keep their star players. And this is what they have to fork out. Steph Curry, this is a second $200 million deal. Two two hundred million dollar deals, it's crazy, man. We thought baseball contracts were crazy at times, which they are. Football is getting up there in their salaries, but the NBA is still kicking it. Like, was this some big names? We're getting some some marquee um, players here. Hundred million. Jonathan Allen got that to be signed with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Five year, hundred mil. So we're seeing some other names, not just the, you know, big-time All-Stars getting paid. So let's hop into what the Chicago Bulls did. And I really like a lot of their moves. They, no surprise to everybody, Lonzo Ball first. That was one of the first announcements. Lonzo Ball, four-year, $85 million. Now they just pulled off a sign-and-trade for DeMar DeRozan with the San Antonio Spurs and getting him on a three-year, $85 million deal. And in part of that sign and trade, the Bulls are sending Thaddeus Young, Amino, in a first-round pick to the Spurs. And to make that happen, they still have a little issue to do with Laurie Markkinen. He's a uh, under contract still. They have his bird rights. That's almost twenty million dollars. They're trying to move or try to get around. I expect that to be another move Chicago's looking at. They still got to fill out that roster. You know, it's pretty slim. But look at the Chicago Bulls team. This is part of my winners of NBA free agency. Because I like what they've done in the last, you know, this basically this year. They put off the Nikolai Vujicic, um trade with Orlando Magic on the trade deadline in March. So they're starting five. They got Zach Levine some help. Zach Levine is actually going to have players on his team that help him out. The pair of DeMar DeRozan with him. Yes, he's not a great three-point shooter. I think he only saw like 28% uh, this past year. But he's got very efficient scoring mid-range guy. And look what happened in the playoffs. What was the big time thing? The mid-range is always open now because everybody is trying to get layups and dunks or shoot a three. So that's a great guy that you know that can get his own shot and have on your team to help Zach Levine. Lonzo Ball can get a shot too. He's shot more three points than say the likes of Trey Young last year. So don't sleep on Lonzo Ball either. That's a huge signing for him. And he really resurrected his... You know, I don't say res When he was in L.A., you didn't really see his potential because of what happened when LeBron James came, and it was just, it was just over, right? When um, they moved him to the Pelicans. He really played well there with Zion. That would have been a good piece for them to keep, you know, in New Orleans. But obviously, it's not the case. He went to Chicago. The Pelicans really didn't believe that he was worth that much money. And guess what? Guess he is, because he's going to Chicago. Now are these moves going to make Chicago Bulls actually playoff bound and be somewhat contenders? Uh maybe not. But they're good pieces. It's good to see this franchise trying to finally turn it around in the right way since the D Rose days. So I really like these moves and I can see they're not going to be ahead of Milwaukee, a Philly, a Boston. You know, they're not, a Brooklyn Nets. They're definitely not going to be ahead of them. But could they, a Miami Heat, could they be maybe that fifth, sixth seed? I could probably see it. I could see them getting there, maybe getting a first round win. But we'll see what happens here. I really like these moves, and they're my, you know, one of my top winners. In the free agency period. I like what they're doing. Like I said. Nikolai Vucevic. If I ever get his name the exact way. I don't know. Um, But adding him. As your key centerpiece. Now defensively. This could be a little bit liable. Having all these guys. Defensively. you could have an issue. But. It goes back to all these moves they've made. Exactly, means on the last year of his deal too. By the way, so they're going to, have to get an extension worked out with him. Maybe they're doing this, saying, "Hey, let's see what you got. We're getting you some players. Stay, stick with us. We're trying here. We want to build the Chicago Bulls back to being contenders in the Eastern Conference." And I really do think this is a step in the right direction. So let's hop on to somebody else, you know, that always seems to, if they have a couple down years, it really does seem like they try to wiggle some room around and try to make something happen to be contenders and challenge the top teams in the Eastern Conference. And that is the Miami Heat and Pat Riley. So let's jump into some of the Miami Heat moves. Kyle Lowry, obviously the big piece. Three-year, $90 million. Working on a sign-and-trade with Toronto to make the, the money work. They picked up Goran Dragic's uh, team option. He was due, to, I think, just under twenty mil, And they included him with Achua in a sign-and-trade. That's what the rumor is on the sign-and-trade part of it um, to make that work. But Kyle Lowry is going to be a Miami Heat at three-year, ninety mil. They also signed P.J. Tucker. You know that defensive-minded guy from Milwaukee Bucks who really helped him get, propel them for a championship. He's key piece on that team. He signs for a two-year, $15 million with the Heat. They brought back sharpshooter Duncan Robinson on a five-year, $90 million deal for an undrafted guy. That's a, I mean that's saying something. Congratulations to Duncan Robinson and getting paid. Uh, they also just signed Markeith Morris today on a one-year deal. He played really well for the Lakers last year. He's one of the You know, guys that with all the injuries that were happening, he really did step up. He had some, you know, a couple good playoff games. But Markeith Morris coming up. So Miami Heat is getting that ferocious. They like these type of guys. These are the Jimmy Butler type guys. Let's not mention that $184 million extension he signed. So he's sticking around for the long term in Miami, of course. And these guys, these are Miami Heat guys. These are guys that... Miami Heat loves, Pat Riley loves ferociousness. You know, you remember Alonzo Mourning? He's been that voice ever since he acquired him back in the 90s. You know, um, so Pat Riley knows what he's doing. This Miami Heat organization knows what they're doing. They tried to do a thing where DeMar DeRozan joined Kyle Lowry in Miami. But obviously, with all the money thrown around, that was not going to work. Even though they really tried to make that happen. Uh, they did lose Kendrick Nunn to the Lakers, uh, so obviously they're um, out. Kendrick Nunn, Gordon Dragic is going to be gone. Trevor Reese has gone. Like they, some of the guys are gone, uh, but adding these guys, these are Miami Heat caliber guys. They were removed from the championship, you know, just a year ago uh, when they lost to the Lakers. Um, Tyler Hero held out an off here this year. You know coming back, maybe this can, some of these moves can help him out. And Duncan Robinson's a sharpshooter, man. Three point range. This guy's nasty. The guy hits it from the parking lot like that. So, <laughs> if you can shoot the ball like that, 90 million dollars. Come play in the NBA. You know, they've been trying to get Kyle Lowry too for the last seems like two, three years. Um, even in that year they won the champ Toronto won the championship with Kyle Lowry. They're trying to get him then. They tried to get him in the trade deadline this past year. So Kyle Lowry is finally in Miami. But it, can this help Miami get back to the championships? The next question. Kyle Lowry is on the wrong side of 35 here. He's toward the end of his career. Like this move five, six years ago, Miami would have loved it, right? But now he did still average like 17 points a game last year. So you get in your point guard that's going to give you flashes. He can get to the rim. That's the thing about Kyle Lowry. He may not be the greatest outside shooter, but he can get to the rim. He can penetrate in and out, set up a great passer. A la Duncan Robinson's going to be spotting up for a three, waiting for it. So I like the move. And they're one of my big time winners in this NBA fantasy period. Because they've added the ferocious defense. Defense. If you play in great defense, Jimmy Butler, P.J. Tucker, Markeith Morris, talking about defense, having those guys out, good luck trying to like have their big guys score on them, right? Good luck to having, you know, it'd be able to. So Jimmy Butler is not having to play defensive play. Abandon- oh, forget about abandonment. Out of bio down low too. Give him a breather now. You can bring in Marquise Morris and PJ Tucker to play that spot. You can go small and you can go big. They have got both of those guys can stretch the floor too. So that's huge. That is really huge for him because bam, great defender. Marquise Morris is a great defender. PZ Tucker is a great defender. (laughs) And Jimmy Butler doesn't have to play hero on offense and defense anymore. So now he can pick his moments, get play a little more aggressively on the offensive side of the ball now too. So that's why I really like the Miami Heat moves. And them and the Bulls are my top winners in the NBA free agency period. All right, now let's hop into those Los Angeles Lakers. Check this out. LeBron James is the longest tenured Laker on the team. <laughs> Three years, everybody's gone. This whole team is gone, and new guys, more new guys brought in. Okay, of course the biggest one was a trade for Russell Westbrook with the Washington Wizards. They traded Kyle Kuzma, um, I call him KCP, Montrez Harrell to the Wizards for Russell Westbrook. So that was a huge move. They're just trying to rewind time, it seems like, because here are the rest of their moves now. Is it 2011 or is it 2021? Because they brought back Dwight Howard, Trevor Ariza, Wayne Ellington, Carmelo Anthony signed with them too. So he finally gets to pair with LeBron James. Remember, it was supposed to be LeBron D. Wade and Carmelo Anthony as a big three in Miami. But Melo opted for New York. And that's why Chris Bosh went to Miami. He was chasing the money. Instead of, you know, going for the championship and playing with his friends. He wanted the money instead. Maybe now he can get his championship with L.A. As they were both drafted in 2003. So they're going to the 19th year, and they're finally teammates. So that's a good thing. Good story. They've also signed Malik Monk over from Charlotte. He had a career best 40.1% from three. So now they that was a concern because you look at this roster, where is the shooting? Where is the three-point shooting? Do they have any kind of outside shooting? Uh, they've also added Kendrick Nunn. He took a big-time cut. I expected him to get a lot more money. But he opted to go for the Lakers on a two-year, $10 million deal. He was in Miami last year. Um, So that was one of the guys they get from the Heat. Trevor Rees was also with Miami last year. He joins the Lakers again. So the Lakers going to be an average of 32 years of age in 2021. They got a lot of guys up there in the 30s. You know, will this work out? On paper, you look at this team like this could probably work, or it could go completely backwards. Literally, we're not in 2011 anymore, where these guys were like super athletic, like nice all stars, defensive player of the years, MVPs. Malik Monk's the only young guy they got <laughs> in the sign. Uh, I think they also signed Bazemore back. Bazemore joined the Lakers on a uh, small deal too, um, but this Laker team trying to re- rewind the clock. Marcus Morris is still on the roster, I believe too. So he's like, look at the, how old they are. Can they win? Can they outlast the whole NBA season? It's going to be the question. It's 82 games still, or 70? Yeah, 82 games. still. <laughs> are they still? Are they going to be able to? Ride the whole season. Injury concern is a major concern. LeBron James has been injured the last couple of years. AD's always been injury prone. Um, Melo, you know, came back, revived his career in Portland with, there with Dame Withard. You no, know, he still has his offensive game, but defensively, he's a liability. Um, but maybe that's why you sign a Trevor Ariza and a Dwight Howard to help that out. But. The Lakers, with these moves, is this getting them back to the championship or not? It's hard to say. You look at it. I want to say, on paper, it looks like yes. like You wanted to pick them to come out the West. Don't discount these guys. But injury is a concern, and the outside shooting is a major concern. But if you get into the hole every time, You got three guys. Russell Westbrook's going to be going like a maniac. LeBron James can still get to the hole anytime he wants. AD, if one of those guys gets to the hole, AD's going to be sitting there for the lob. So, it can get, I guess, a little scary when you think about it. But you just don't know how it's all going to gel together if they're all going to be able to. Because Russell Westbrook is a ball-dominant guy. He loves the ball. Triple double machine. Brian James is a triple double machine. Anthony Davis. Like this is a team to come out of the West. If Russell Westbrook doesn't come out of the West after joining this team, like, look all the guys he's played with now. He's played with a lot of all stars, and he's never gotten the chip. He's back home in LA. You know? This is his time to do it. LeBron is saying that's why LeBron won him. He got rid of the knuckleheads. Like he got Kyle Kuzma gone. They also lost Alex Caruso to the Chicago Bulls. That was another Bulls signing. Um, so they lost Marquise Morris, obviously. But this team could still be pretty damn special. And I'm not counting them out. But the major concern, of course... Injuries. Can they last the season? They're going to be taking a lot of load management during the season. I hate that word, and I hate when teams do it. But you may really have to rest a lot of these guys during the year, you know, so they're healthy for the playoffs. Don't discount count out the Lakers. Um, I'm not really a big fan of the moves because I think Russell Westbrook is going to be the reason why the Los Angeles Lakers don't make it back to the finals, because of his erratic game play. If he ever just slowed down and acted like a team guy, and stopped trying to steal all the rebounds and being so ball dominant, I would say yeah. But that's just—he's not going to change his style unless he finally wakes up and says, "I want a championship." And Lakers is the perfect spot to do it. Okay, now going over to a point guard that lost in the championship. Chris Paul. This is one of the ones I wanted to talk about for a little briefly here. Chris Paul opted out of his uh, contract. It was due, He was due $44 million this coming year. That was last year left. So I'm thinking, oh, he's going to opt out. Maybe he'll sign a two-year million deal or something and call it a day. That's what Phoenix would give him, right? No, this man is the ultimate winner. The Phoenix Suns gave this man a four year, $120 million deal. I was like, what? They gave him how much? Like, man, like, I like Chris Paul. He's a great player. I like how he plays the point guard. He's traditional. Like, and but, In moments, this whole career, he just seems like he freezes in the greatest moment that can propel him to super Hall of Fame status. This MA Finals proved it. Up 2 0, lose four straight, and he played horribly those last four games. Horrible. Costly turnovers, you know, this bad passing, man. This. Not hitting those mid-range jumpers. You know, doing what he kind of does. He kind of flails his arms up. Complains a little bit. Tries to draw fouls. You know, the hard way. Like, you know, like, I don't know. But at 120 means he's going to be 40 years old. 40. Collecting $30 million. Hey, congratulations to that. You know, getting paid. But I just thought that move was kind of ridiculous to give him a four year deal worth upwards of $120 million. Two year deal, I'll roll with it. Um, but hey, you got paid. I don't like that deal for Phoenix because I can't really see them coming back and being title contenders. They didn't really make any, they didn't make any moves. This was their move. This is it. It's Chris Paul. Is that enough to get him back again with all the teams making their own roster moves, especially out west? I don't think so. I see Phoenix making being in the middle of the pack. Maybe, but this move was just startling to me. I mean, he did get him to their first and maybe final since you know Kevin Johnson and Charles Barkley days, but um. I don't like the move in committing that much to a guy who's going to be 40 years old at the end of this deal. Okay, now I want to hop into a team that actually had as losers in NBA free agency, but they just made a crucial big-time signing and Kemba Walker. is going to be a New York Knick. Remember last time he was in Madison Square Garden? Well... Not exactly last time, but remember that uh, title run he did for Connecticut when he was just lighting up in Madison Square Garden? Now he's going to gonna do it for the actual New York Knicks because he's agreed to a buyout from the Oklahoma City Thunder. He is going to be a New York Knick. So that's a huge move for these for this Knick team who actually I had losing because they had all this cap room to sign a huge free agent or to make something big-time move. And They kind of just kept it in house. Now they were bounced last year, this past playoff, from the Hawks. Julius Randle played almost MVP stats. Can he keep it up? But here's some of the signings they did. They re-signed Alec Burks three-year thirty million. Nerlens Noel got three-year thirty-two mil. They're bringing back Derek Rose on a three-year forty-three mil. They did add Evan Fournier on a four-year seventy-eight million dollar deal. Remember, he was traded from Milano Magic to the Boston Celtics during the trade deadline this past year. Didn't really gel right there in Boston for some reason. It's He had a he was having a career here in Orlando. He's having some damn good Olympic run here too. But Evan Fournier was a big signing. I actually think he's going to fit well in New York. Way better than he did in Boston. R.J. Barrett's young. Coming along. I really like him. Um, but adding Kemba, Kemba Walker to this team to be your starting point guard if he can just stay healthy I love the move now and I like what the New York Knicks are doing they're going to be in the middle of the there in the Eastern Conference too I see them in the Chicago Bulls in the middle of back, maybe get that 6th 7th seed range in the East maybe 5th if some things some dominoes fall you never know what can happen but I originally had them as my losers. But now, I like it because of that move. Okay, now we've been talking about NBA the whole show. Let's get some football news up in here and get some thoughts on the Indianapolis Colts. Carson Wentz obviously came into the trade, taking over for Phil Rivers, already hurt. Bone came loose in his for, they're saying, out five to 12 weeks. Then... Their star guard, Quentin Nelson, same exact injury, foot surgery, five to 12 weeks. What are the odds of this happening to this team? And it's not looking good already. Like, look at their schedule coming out the first five games. Seahawks, Rams, Titans, Dolphins, Ravens. You can be in some big trouble early. That's a kind of a. That's a damn talk about getting screwed in the opening weeks of an NFL season. You got to come out ready and hitting on all cylinders and come out, you know, out of that above five hundred. That's a that sucks to come the start of season off like that against those teams because they're all. Potentially, they're all going to be playoff teams. I say division winners. Like going with some of them. I think the Rams are Super Bowl contenders this year. Titans adding Julio, they're looking at big time in the you know for the division and AFC contenders. Ravens also. Seahawks. I mean, Russell Wilson can never count him out. Like Indianapolis Colts fans, I feel them for you right now. Quarterbacks on the roster is last year's Jacob Easton. He was a fourth round pick out of the University of Washington in twenty twenty. You drafted Sam Ellinger in the sixth round this year out of Texas. Those are the guys you got. Jacob Easton was highly talented talented coming out of uh, college, too. He played at Georgia. Then he went to Washington to you know get some playing time. Obviously, he was sitting behind there in Georgia. So like He was highly talented. He was a fourth overall um, draft prospect coming out in 2020. So we're going to see what he can do. And I would like to see what he can do too. Now there's been rumors going around saying, hey, trade for Nick Foles. Do the same thing. Frank Wright was the head coach or, or offensive coordinator in Philly. When Carson Wentz went down, Nick Foles came in, had that big Super Bowl run a la, you know, deja vu. Can it happen again? I don't think they need to make that move. Phillip Rivers, I'm not technically not really quitting yet. I'm, I'm, I'm available. I'm retired, but I'm available. Philip Rivers is giving the call saying, if you need me, I think I'll go out there and play. But Philip Rivers had no arm strength last year. So if I'm in any naps, I'm like, you know, Phil, man, stay home. Enjoy high school coaching. Spend time with all your kids and family. All right? We're going to see what these young kids can do. And I really like Jacob Eason to get a shot. we to see the preseason start. This is around the corner here. we to see how he plays, how he's grasping the offense. Because if he can just weather the storm, I think Jacob Eason could potentially just be the starter over Carson Wentz anyway. And guess what, Philly? You're not going to get that first-round pick because Carson Wentz ain't going to really play. Hey, it could work out. You're going to get the second-round pick instead. Remember? I think he has to hit... I forget the whole trade deal with that. I think he had to play a certain amount of games, maybe uh, get a few in the stat-wise, maybe, for them to get that first-round pick. And now they're probably not going to get it. They're going to get the second-rounder instead. So, sorry, Philly. Your boy's already hurt. But I think the Colts are just... They're not going to win division. Going into this year, I thought it would be very difficult for them to do it with all the additions that Tennessee did. So it's going to be looking a little rough for Indy this year, in my opinion. But I would like to see what the kid Jacob Eason can do and go from there and reevaluate. And that's going to do it for today's show. We We got a lot in there today, huh? Hope you all enjoyed it. You know, here with me, your favorite sports host, Tanner Christian. This is Sports Talk from the Crib, available on all streaming platforms. And remember to f- check out the website at FeelyHeatEntertainment.com. That's com. That's sport Blog, Merchandise Shop. You stream the podcast on there, too. Check us out on the social media networks, FeelieHeatEnt, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, Thanks again for joining me, guys. Y'all have a blessed day. Peace out.